Today on Bold Steps Weekend, we'll discover that each of us has been given unique gifts for specific purposes. When you're born again, God gives you some talents and abilities that you did nothing to earn or deserve. He gives those talents and abilities according to his own discretion so that you can use them for the common good. You may not be using them, but you already have them. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and President of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, today we start a brand new series that we hope will encourage you to discover your gifting and to help you put your gifts into practice. Mark, you say that when we're in the right place for the right reasons and doing the right thing, we're more fulfilled and we'll be able to accomplish God's purposes in a greater way. Yeah, Wayne, here's the thing about the gifts of the Spirit that God has given every single believer certain, well, they, they appear to be talents and abilities, but really they're spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. When they function together, they are a powerful force to be reckoned with. But no one can do it alone. No. It's kind of like the studio here. <laughs> uh, you know, we may have great content, and, right, and it's a complicated mix here as we record this. And we have Steve is behind the board uh, working with the technical things. Uh, because of the coronavirus, uh, Wayne, you're at a separate <laughs> location right now. Um, but this all has to work together in a seamless way right. because we're a team together. The body of Christ is that way as well. And it's a beautiful picture of the body of Christ, isn't it, Mark? It really is. And when it's working well, boy, <laughs> it is unstoppable. When it's not working well or when people don't use their gifts or only one person is using the gifts, then it kind of limps along. Yeah. Well, we have something to learn about that today from your message. I'm looking forward to this new series. It's called Gifted, and today's message from Mark Job is titled Gifted by the Spirit. So we've called this series Gifted. Well, I know that some of you don't like the word gifted because you were never part of the gifted class. That's where those other kids went, those smart, intelligent, highly, with high aptitude kids went. And, uh, and, and maybe you kind of resent the fact that they went to that class and you never got to be a, a part of the gifted class. But I want you to know today that you are gifted. I believe that you are uniquely qualified to do things at a level that few people can do things. God has given you a gift, a unique gift, that when you use it makes an incredible difference. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the person beside you in the eyes, and I want you to tell them, I am gifted. Go ahead. Come on. Look at someone else. Come on, someone else. And say, I am gifted. Felt good to say that, right? The other person says, yeah, you're special. No, you didn't say special. You said gifted. So we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 14, a couple of chapters in the Bible written by the apostle Paul to a city named Corinth. Corinth was a city that was a wild place to live in. In fact, if you wanted to call someone in those days a party animal, you would call them a Corinthian because everybody knew that in Corinth, the lifestyle was really wild. 
that there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened in Corinth, that it was a city known for its just its partying and immorality, having a good time, not really looking at the consequences of it. And so there's a church that was formed in this party city called the Corinthian church. And the apostle Paul is speaking to this group of people that lives in just this Las Vegas of the day. And he's trying to talk to them about what it means to be a people of God that utilizes their gifts to make a difference. And so the apostle Paul is speaking into some of the chaos that exists in the church of Corinth through these chapters and through these verses. My goal is to help you understand what your gift is and then begin to help you put into practice your gift so that we get you in the right place for the right reason, doing the right things. And when our team starts to do that, not only are you more fulfilled, but our purposes are accomplished in a greater way. So if you take your Bibles and turn into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to begin reading in verse 1 of chapter 12. The Apostle Paul says this. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who's speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. Word of the Lord. So, I want to break down these verses, unpackage them for you, and hopefully through them give you three principles that everybody that is seeking to understand their gift and put them into practice needs to understand. The first thing I want to say is what Paul mentions in the beginning, verse 1, he says, Now about the spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You see, the Apostle Paul understood that when we are uninformed about something, we either neglect it, misuse it, abuse it, or confuse it. And so he says, I don't want you to be uninformed about this. I want you, I want to make sure you know what the spiritual gifts are and that you understand how to utilize the spiritual gifts. Ignorance of spiritual gifts leads to several problems. I'm just going to give some of them to you. Misuse. You know, how many of you know that you can have a good tool, but if you don't know how to use it, you can hurt someone? Some of you would be very dangerous with a chainsaw in your hand. 
Now, now, nothing wrong with a chainsaw. It's a great tool if you're cutting a tree, but if you don't know how to use it, watch your fingers. Just this past week, I was helping my 15-year-old son on a school project, and we actually had the drill out. And I said, okay, son, here's the drill, you know, use it. And so he was like, love the noise. And he's kind of waving it around like a gun. I said, son, watch it. It's a powerful tool. You can hurt me, so stay over there. And you can hurt yourself. The tool is good. But if you don't know how to use it, you can hurt people. And I've seen churches and people misuse their spiritual gifts and hurt people. Or there can be gift confusion. There can be a lot of misunderstanding about gifts when they're not taught properly. And I've seen that the same way, that people misunderstand the gifts. There can be gift projection. I've seen certain churches and places where someone believes that whatever gift you have, everybody else should have that same gift. And if they don't have that same gift, you view them as lower spiritual beings. In fact, I've been around some churches that believe if you don't have a certain gift, they doubt whether you're even saved. If you don't practice this gift, we're not even sure if you're a believer because everybody has to have that gift. That's called gift projection or gift neglect where everybody has a gift, but since they're not taught about their gifts, they don't use their gifts, and so they neglect to use something that could really make a difference in a lot of people's lives. That's called gift neglect. So the Apostle Paul says, I want you to know what spiritual gifts are. I wanna make sure that you're not uninformed about them. Now, we'll find out later on in the passage that the Corinthian believers they came out of a culture that was a little bit crazy and a little bit without forms. And so they had taken some of the culture of society and brought it into the church. In fact, the, the apostle Paul talks about one of the gifts that they have, which is the gift of tongues. And he says, when I walk into your midst, everybody's speaking out in tongues real loud. A non-believer comes in and he thinks you're all nuts. And so they walk away thinking these people are crazy. Maybe you've been in a service like that where you walked into a service before you really understood God or the things of God and you were scared because the hype and the emotion and the, the fervor was so high and people were utilizing spiritual gifts and you thought these people are crazy. I'm never going back to that place. So the Apostle Paul is warning people about the use of gifts. So what is a spiritual gift? Well, let me define it for you. A spiritual gift is a special ability given by the Holy Spirit to each believer for, for the common good of others. That's a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is different than a natural talent. A natural talent is a divine gift that's given to you at the moment of your birth. You're born with a special natural ability, a talent. Some people have musical abilities. Mozart. I was reading about him recently. Mozart learned to play the piano at the age of four. He composed his first music at five, and at the age of eight, he wrote his first symphony. Wow. You know, he didn't just learn that. He was born with that gift. You know that Pablo Picasso, the famous artist, he already had become an accomplished, renowned artist, painter by his teenage years. In more recent history, maybe you remember 
seeing Tiger Woods as a two-year-old on The Tonight Show hitting golf balls. In other words, some people are born with this natural inclination, aptitude, or ability that you're just born with. That's something that you have at the moment of your birth. That's called a natural talent. When you're born physically, you receive your natural talents, your talent gifts. When you're born again spiritually, you receive your spiritual gifts. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, and we'll return to his message in just a moment. If you're enjoying today's program, and if you'd like to share it with a friend, go to boldstepsweekend.org. There you can listen to past broadcasts, you can send us a message, and learn more about our bold action gift. This month, we're featuring a book titled, When Faith is Forbidden, 40 Days on the Front Lines with Persecuted Christians by Todd Nettleton. When we go through trials in our faith, we can often find great encouragement from the examples of other believers who have persevered through persecution. That's why we're excited to offer you this resource to help you discover strength and conviction to stand firm for Christ. We'll send you this empowering resource as our thanks for your donation of any size to support the ministry of Bold Steps Weekend. The website is boldstepsweekend.org. Well, as we've been talking about today, we all have a part to play in the church and the world. And now let's return to this message from Pastor Mark. He's titled it, Gifted by the Spirit. Here's the conclusion of today's Bold Steps Weekend. In John chapter 3, Jesus talks to a man by the name of Nicodemus. He's a religious leader, but he's not very spiritually perceptive. Jesus says to Nicodemus, if you're going to enter the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Nicodemus says, I don't understand what it means to be born again. How can I, as an older man, get back into my mother's womb and be born again? Dude, that's sick to even think about. Nicodemus didn't understand what Jesus was saying because what Jesus was referring to was a spiritual rebirth. At the moment of your birth, all of us come into the world the same way. None of us come in with a Gucci bag. No, you don't have designer jeans. No, we come in the same way. You're just a little naked baby formed by God and we all start off pretty much the same way. But there comes a period of time you're born with a sinful nature. Inside of you, you have the propensity, the proclivity to sin. It's just passed down to you through the, the seed of Adam, so to speak. Now, just because you're a baby, people ask me about this all the time, you know, can a baby sin? No, a baby has a sin nature, but a baby cannot sin because you cannot do something that you're not aware of. When you get older, then you make choices and you sin. And it's not your sin nature that condemns you. It's your sin that condemns you. When you're old enough, you will sin. That's why Jesus said that if a man is to enter the kingdom of God, he must be born again. So you're born naturally, but sometime in your life, maybe when you're 15, maybe when you're 20, maybe when you're 45, or maybe when you're 85, there comes a moment in time in your life where you come to the realization that you need another beginning that only God can give you, that you need your past to be dealt with and that only God can do that. Jesus called it being born again. 
The Bible also refers to it as being saved. 1 Corinthians refers to it as, as being a new creation. But it's a moment in time where you come to the end of yourself and where you give your will and you give your destiny to the hands of God and you receive the gift and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, that sacrifice of paying for your sins, and you receive him as your Lord and Savior at that very moment based on your believing and repenting, something happens in the spiritual realm. The Holy Spirit, capital S, invades your spirit, small s, and at that moment in time, when the Holy Spirit comes inside of your body, the Bible says, you have been born again. At the moment that you're born again, it's when you receive your spiritual gifts. When you're born physically, you receive your natural talents. Now, in both cases, you don't do anything to earn or deserve those. Those are given to you by God. A child that has this incredible intellect and ability to read at an early age it's not because he did something to get that he was born that way when you're born again god gives you some talents and abilities that you did nothing to earn or deserve he gives those talents and abilities according to his own discretion so that you can use them for the common good so here's the thing about spiritual gifts if you have the spirit of god and you're born again you have them you may not be using them but you already have them now, if you have them, there are three important principles that the Apostle Paul lays out in the scripture for us to be able to understand and, and put into practice our spiritual gifts. So if you're tracking with me, write this down. Number one, the Lordship principle. We are all gifted, but Jesus gets the spotlight. Notice what he says in verse two. You know that when you were pagans, Paul is just calling them former pagans. What is a pagan? A pagan is someone that embraces a different God or idols other than Jesus, God the Father. That's a pagan. A pagan is a foreign God, so to speak. Anything that, anyone that embraces a God that's not the God of Christianity from a Christian perspective is considered a pagan. He said, you know, when you were pagans, and all of you were, all of us were at one time pagans. Maybe you didn't follow a statue God or another religion, but you followed the God of self, the God of pleasure, the God of materialism. Uh, there's a lot of gods out there that don't come in statue form, but that we follow and make the center of our life. He says, you know that when you were all pagans, somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, anytime you see the word therefore, you need to ask yourself, what is it there for? In scripture, when you see the word therefore, it means that he's building on a previous thought. This is sort of normal English grammar and, and, and syntax, but I want you to understand it. He says, because you were pagans and you used to be influenced and led astray by mute idols, therefore, I want you to know that no one who's speaking by the Spirit of God, capital S, says that Jesus is cursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So the first litmus test about your spiritual gift is this. If your spiritual gift does not 
point to the supremacy of Jesus and the lordship of Jesus, it could be that you have a spiritual power, but it's not of God. Oh, let me say that again. You see, there is a spiritual world out there and it's not all good. There is a dark side to the spiritual world as well. Not everything that's spiritual is of God. Some spiritual things come from the dark side, not from the God side. Hello? And sometimes people think just because it's spiritual that it must be from God. The Apostle Paul is saying, in your formal life, you were influenced by idols, mute idols. And there was an influence in those idols that actually affected your life. So he says, when there's spiritual power, when you see someone exercising a supernatural spiritual ability, but it does not point to Jesus, Jesus is not at the center. In fact, it puts Jesus down and doesn't elevate the lordship of Jesus. You know that whatever that spiritual power is, is not a spiritual gift that comes from God, but it's a spiritual power that comes from the dark side. Oh, I'm going to mess with some of you now. I've just been preaching theology and theory up until now, but now, now let me get into your, your world. Well, you say, Pastor, I was really confused. I just didn't know if my boyfriend was going to break up with me or not. I needed a peek into the future. So I know I saw this, I saw this psychic, neon psychic sign in front of a house. So I went in there and the psychic reader well, said, let me see your hand. I showed him my hand. They read the lines on my hand, blew a little smoke on my face, looked into my eyes deeply. And they predicted that my boyfriend was going to break up on the 19th of July. And sure enough, when the 19th of July came, my boyfriend broke, he broke up with me just as she said. So it must be from God, right? Wrong. Just because she was able to predict the time, the Bible says that the spirits not of God also have power. Do you remember that in, the, in the book of Acts, there was a girl that was possessed by a demonic spirit and she had the power to predict the future and her masters were making money off of her special supernatural ability to predict the future. But it was not a spirit that came from God. It was a fallen spirit or what the Bible calls a demonized spirit that was giving her that supernatural ability. Just because she had a supernatural ability, it didn't mean that it was coming from God. Are you tracking with me? Oh, you say, Pastor, I would never go to a psychic. But you know, my mom took me to a curandera. And she had a picture of Jesus in the background and a statue of Mary. Well, what did she do? Well, she prayed this some prayers over me, cracked an egg on my stomach, blew smoke over my face. And come on, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. And, and, and did all these things because there was a curse. I had to get rid of this curse. And you know, it worked. Oh, yeah, it worked. But let me tell you, if at the heart of it, if at the center of it was not the lordship of Jesus Christ and scripture, and she was invoking all kinds of weird things and doing all kinds of weird things of you, it was not of God. And what it does, it's an open door to a dark world that gets you sucked in and ultimately takes control and deception over your life that will lead you to the wrong place. 
So you need to be very aware of it. Okay, now I'm gonna offend some of you, like really offend some of you. So the Bible says that some of you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Let me tell you this. There is one mediator between us and God and his name is Jesus the Christ. There is no other mediator. Understanding the gifts of God. This is Bold Steps Weekend with Pastor Mark Job. If you'd like to learn more about Mark or the ministry of Bold Steps Weekend, you can do that online at boldstepsweekend.org. And if you have a smartphone, another quick way to access Bold Steps Weekend is by downloading the Moody Radio app. All about helping people just like you take the next step in their walk with Jesus. And if you're interested in helping someone in your city take their next step, we'd like to invite you to become a Bold Partner. A bold partner is someone who gives a monthly gift to support this ministry. We rely on your gifts, no question about it. So if you're interested in joining with us, head over to our website to sign up. You'll find us at boldstepsweekend.org. Or let us know you want to become a bold partner by calling 866-535-5580. You can also let us know you want to become a bold partner and send your first donation. Just address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. When you give a gift of any amount, we'll say thanks by sending you a copy of the book we mentioned earlier, When Faith is Forbidden. It's a 40-day devotional that takes you on a journey through real accounts of modern-day persecution and the fascinating ways that God's glory is shining through. It's this month's Bold Action Gift, and it's available now at boldstepsweekend.org. Well, that's all the time we have, so thanks for joining us. But be sure to tune in again next weekend as we continue our series called Gifted. We'll see you next time for Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.